You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 98. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering. Mindset, nutrition, health, movement, and cooking, business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship, and lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K. Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. This episode is going to be all about the holidays. Even though I have had done one a year or two ago, I wanted to do another one because I just feel like my perspective with food has shifted a bit and it's just always great to check in around this time just to get our mindset right, to also get in touch with our bodies and how we want to feel throughout the holiday season. I think there's a couple mindset shifts that you can make and also just practical strategies. So today I'm going to be going over about five of them that you can implement throughout these next several weeks. This episode is coming out the week before Thanksgiving, so it's likely that this coming weekend you might have some things popping up, maybe some parties or a Friendsgiving or something. Those can always be a little tough to navigate, especially balancing how we want to feel with our social lives. It is a very tough thing. And for many of us, it can literally make or break getting to our goals. And I used, this was me (laughs) for most of my life. I was somebody who would enter Thanksgiving with like, all right, let's go. Like this is happening. I'm going to make myself uncomfortable today. And that would last all throughout New Year's. And then I would vow on New Year's that... I would get better and I would go on a diet and I would just feel like crap. And when you really look at it, like it's such a wonderful time to be with family. And I know that for many of us, the holidays are also triggering too, whether that is because we are missing a loved one or because we have bad memories or something. So I know that it's not perfect for everybody. I think it is It's a beautiful thing, but it's also very, there's just a lot of stuff wrapped up in it. But I do think that we sort of have a duty to ourselves to at least feel as good as we can. You know, there will be stuff that pops up, certain foods, definitely alcohol for some of us that maybe might take us off of our game a little bit. But I don't think that that has to be a prescription for feeling like crap and having low energy and just not feeling like yourself throughout this holiday season. So it's really only a handful of days that are in the holiday season, but many of us turn it into this like six week thing that just ends up being debauchery. And again, I think in our minds, it's always more appealing than it actually is. And it's important to, again, check in because I don't think that unless we know this information, I don't think that we necessarily really can implement it or even know that there's a different way. So that's why I like to talk about it because for the past several years, I just haven't felt like crap. But again, it was over 20 years of just 
not feeling great for a really long time. So I wanted to share those five strategies today. I also wanted to I also wanted to just give you guys a little update on me, sort of a personal update um, about just it's been four months. I was about to say four weeks. It feels like four weeks, but it's been four months since we've moved to Portland. And I was talking to my friend Madison, who I was with over the weekend. She's on Instagram at Nourish and Namaste. She has been and at Madison Carey Photo. I was staying with her over the weekend in Austin. She's actually been on the podcast. I'll put her episode in the show notes. But I was just opening up to her a little bit just about changes that I've been feeling in my own personal self in these last several months since we've moved. You know, I cut my hair. I feel a lot more embodied, more confident in my body, more confident in like showing my sexiness, if that makes sense. I think for many of us, you know, especially like if we are an introvert or something, or if we had struggled with our body before, it might be hard for us to sort of express that sexuality. I'm not even talking about like as we have sex or whatever. I'm just talking about like a vibe that you bring to the table, to wherever you go. That's just like embodied. And and what I mean, when I say embodied, I really mean like just owning yourself, owning every bit of your actual physical body, your energy, and just bringing it. And that's how I've been feeling lately. And I feel like sexier too, just in myself. Obviously, that's something that I express with my husband and who has really helped me. Maybe I'll talk more about, if you want me to talk more about this, just because it's been prevalent for me in the last several months, send me a DM on Instagram because I never thought that I would be talking about this sort of just sex in general on especially the podcast because who knows who listens who listens to it. I don't think my dad listens anymore. Um, but I wanted to sort of see if you guys would be interested in that. Not as like a big thing, but just something that I would maybe talk about sometimes. But I've just felt a different energy within myself of, I think growing up, I just felt really shy and like I couldn't express myself in that way. And I do think that that force, just like that energy within us is also a creative energy. I feel like it it holds a lot of power. So I don't just mean it like straight up in a sexual sense. I just mean like you owning yourself and being more confident and for me, this has been a several year process of sort of unraveling and getting deeper into each layer of myself. But I really feel like since I moved here to Portland and I have just sort of been more open and feeling like I can be more at home in myself, I feel like it's just something that is just coming out. And I think that it. I'm just feeling it lately, and I just wanted to share that with you guys. I know that it has nothing to do with the holidays, but it's just something that has been on my mind and my heart, and I don't know if, again, what my talk about this or me sharing about this will look like, but you can let me know if it's of interest to you because I feel like many of you are sensitive, introvert, introverted people, and I feel like maybe because of that, we think that we can't express ourselves in that way. And again, I'm not just talking about like just 
sex. I'm talking about just the way we show up in the world as a confident person and as somebody who just owns their full self. And in order to do that, I think you have to feel good in your body and you also have to feel good in your mind to a certain extent. And this has been, like I said, a really slow process for me, but I think that we can still own that part of ourselves and still be a quiet person, still be reserved, but bringing just a different power and a different energy. And I just feel like it's flowing out of me lately. And I thought that that would resonate with you guys. So I just wanted to share that tiny tidbit. So just let me know if you want me to talk more about it. Also, I am still having my nutrition spots. I have two spots open right now. The other ones have filled up, which I'm grateful for. So if you wanted to get started before the new year, or at least sign up to get started in the new year, before I increase my rates, just let me know. Send me a DM or an email, and we will talk about whether you would be a good fit for my program, which can be either a macro tracking route, or it can be something where I help you with your relationship with food, and we come up with a gentle structure for you to feel your best. So I love doing that as well. And I also want you to stay tuned because beginning on December 1st, I'm going to start moving into my business season and I'm going to start sharing a lot more about business, specifically business for introverts and business for people who perhaps just feel weird marketing or don't want to show up on video, which this day and age, like you kind of have to, if you want to have a successful business, you have to be known on many levels and video is just such a great way for your potential customers to get a glimpse into who you are. So I totally understand the weirdness around it, but I encourage you to just start and it's going to be bad. Like I listened yesterday to the first couple episodes of this podcast and they were not great. Just the way that I spoke, the level of energy that I had was definitely more monotone. I already have sort of a monotone voice, sort of a deeper voice, And I'm a calm person, but I think before you could just really hear it in my voice. And I really didn't have the confidence and the conviction that I have today. And again, that this is two years later, a little over two years later. So whatever it is, just start. There's not that many people that are going to be watching right now. So this is literally the best time to start as you grow. More eyes are going to be on your stuff. So I encourage you to do your live videos, get on Instagram, do some Facebook lives, connect with your people. And I'm going to be giving you strategies free on social media for the month of December. And then in January, I'm going to be hosting a week long free training for introverts that are wanting to get into online business, whether you are a nutritional therapy practitioner or an FNTP or you are a healer or a health coach I work with, or a fitness person, I work with a variety of people and I'm really shifting into really doing more of that. I'm really getting a lot more requests for that, which makes me really happy because I love doing it. And then I'm also going to be offering a six-month mentorship program at the end of January. And the free week is just going to be an intro to it to see if you like the content and to see if you want to be a part of it. But I'm going to be doing a lower ticket business mentorship for people, which I will talk a little bit more in the next month or so. But I just wanted to get that on your radar. I don't know why I sounded like a robot there, but let's get right into this episode. So I'm going to give you five strategies today to feel good around the holiday season. And again, the holidays are really only a couple days, but we make them, we turn these couple days into six weeks of feeling like crap. And I do think that, you know, I think I've talked about this in another episode that 
especially throughout the holidays or a time when we are encountered with foods that we think we want to eat a lot of and when we end up feeling like crap, the binge restrict cycle, you know, when we're around all these indulgent foods, we are, you know, maybe overeating them. We feel like we can't be controlled around them and then we eat too much and then we go back and we restrict and then we binge again. So that's really a cycle of self, like self-control and self-neglect. So you're either being too tight and too restricted or you are completely neglecting yourself. And you could oscillate between that for your whole life, but you really don't have to. And I hope that what I talk about today is going to help you with that. So the first thing I want you to do is to honor the food. Now, the holidays are a time when there's a lot of nostalgia. Maybe your family or you are making foods or your friends are making foods that are only made during that time. So I know we talk about abundance mindset, but these foods are inherently scarce because like they're only offered at this time or your grandma is only making her thing like this time. So you better eat all of it. And the thing is that we think that, you know, we overeat because we love food so much. And Janine Roth talks, if you guys don't know Janine Roth, highly recommend her books. Janine Roth talks about the fact that like so many women come to her and say, you know, the reason I struggle is because I love food so much. And the reality is that when we love something, we honor it. We take our time with it. We go slow. We're not, at least like what I think of romance, you know, that's how it should be. Um, But you want to sort of, if you want to honor the food, you treat it with respect and you treat yourself with respect around it too. So you're honoring yourself and you're honoring the food through that process. And really knowing that like to really lift the scarcity a little, you can always get the recipe from somebody or you can have someone make it for you again at another time. So I really want you to evaluate the scarcity that you feel and the scarcity of like, oh my God, I need to eat it all right now because it's only available right now. So I better like, you know, fill myself up to last me a whole year. Know that by honoring the food, you will take your time with it. You will respect it. You won't abuse it. And in turn, you won't abuse yourself. So that's kind of a nuanced thing. But I want you to check your mindset when it comes to scarcity and abundance around this time because we think like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, like I'm going to make myself feel like crap with all these foods. But in reality, like it's just another day. And I think the more we take the power off of these holidays, the more we can sort of relax into them and have a good time and be with people around them. I also want you to realize the second tip, which quantity of food does not equal pleasure. So I'm sure we've all had moments out there where we're fantasizing about a certain food and we are thinking about it like, oh my God, I can't wait to eat that ice cream. It's going to be amazing and I have to eat the whole thing and then I'm going to have to eat all this other stuff. So we think that pleasure comes from like these huge quantities of food when in actuality it really doesn't because it's not pleasurable to feel like crap. So another Janine Roth thing that she has said before is that you can either deprive yourself of all the cookies or you can deprive yourself of feeling good after eating them, you know, or maybe saying like you can deprive yourself of an excess of cookies or you can deprive yourself of feeling good after you eat them. So that is something that is really, you know, I think you should really, sorry, Miss Faye is like running outside my office, um, 
but I really want you to th- evaluate whether these huge quantities are actually bringing you pleasure. And if you thinking about all of these different things in this way is serving you. So realize that you can take your time with food, that if you take your time with it and you pay attention and you are present during the meal, I guarantee that sometimes we can actually eat less of a food and enjoy it more than eating a lot of it and then really not feeling great afterwards. So there is a thing, a theory out there called the law of diminishing returns. So that really says that like the first bite that we take of something is going to taste the best. And then afterwards, each bite diminishes a little bit more. So even though we might want the food to continue tasting as good, and I think what happens throughout that process, if I just get like really logical and really into it, is that we eat and then we might realize like, oh, this isn't tasting as good, but like I want it to. And then we just continue eating and we go unconscious and we make ourselves feel like crap. Like we literally eat until we can't anymore. And when we've done that, it's already too late and we have felt like crap. So I just want you to keep that in your awareness. I want you to be mindful. So when I say be mindful, like keep the bite in your mouth, chew really well, Uh, keep it, you know, you can put your fork down in between bites and stuff. I don't think that that is too much of like a weird tip. I think that um, sometimes people might say that a lot and it doesn't really make sense for a lot of people but i think that if that is a thing that can help you to pause then that can be something awesome that you can do in between just kind of check in how am i feeling am i full can i eat a little bit more and that can be a great place to start with that i also want you the third tip is to treat it like any other day and Obviously, it's not like any other day, but I think, again, the reason that we want to go above and beyond and like we stress about it is because we give it a lot of power. Whereas if we just treat it like any other day, like, okay, I know that I'm going to eat a lot later. So maybe I don't mind if like maybe you have a smaller meal. I don't think you should fast. I don't think you should go into the meal like super starving, but I do think that you can maybe balance it out with your other meals. So maybe have like just protein and fats throughout the day or, you know, try to have something that isn't super heavy. Maybe have a snack for lunch if you are going into dinner time and go into the meal hungry. So I think that hunger can be an amazing ingredient for food just because it tastes so much better when you are hungry versus getting to the meal, having eaten a lot of like appetizers and going overboard on the appetizers and getting to the meal and being like, oh my God, I'm not even hungry. So treat it like any other day. Don't give it a lot of power, but also know that enjoying the food doesn't mean that you have to go overboard. And I think once we take away that power, like... It's just whatever. It's just any other day. And just because it's any other day and just because it's a holiday, I mean, doesn't mean that I need to make myself feel not great. I think the more we relax into it, the more we focus on our families, the more that we, yeah, eat foods that we want to eat, whether that's pies or sugars or other healthy stuff. I don't even, I'm not even recommending that like, you know, just have like a lot of protein and vegetables. (laughs) Like that's just not realistic for a lot of people. And 
honestly, I don't even eat the turkey. So when I'm going into Thanksgiving, I'm just really having the sides for the most part and some dessert. And I know that this is like one day a year that we celebrate like this. And actually this year, Derek and I are having it alone here. So I'm going to be making a couple things, but I'm going to eat what I want to eat, but I am going to listen to my hunger and fullness levels. I'm going to make sure that I don't go overboard. Yeah, I'm going to try to get vegetables, but I'm not going to force feed myself stuff that I don't want to eat just because it's good for me on that day. Like that day is all about the food that I want to eat. Um, But at the same time, I think the more we relax into it and treat it as any other day in the sense of like, I'm still going to eat the quantities of food that make me feel good. Like I'm going to go into the meal and feel as good leaving as I do, you know, approaching it. I think that that's a great strategy if you listen to your hunger and your fullness levels and you don't make yourself feel overly stuffed and overly gross because of that, because it just doesn't feel great. I think many times for the next tip, I think many times we get bogged down because it's like there's lots of leftovers and there are, you know, several parties throughout the year. I think that it's okay to set boundaries around that time. Like if something is not that special to you in terms of the food, then you don't have to have it. It has to be worth it for you. You have to enjoy it. Um... And let's say like you're eating stuff on Thanksgiving that makes you, doesn't make you feel that great. Even just the food itself. Like for me, I'm going to eat dessert. Dessert doesn't make me feel great. The next day I'm going to evaluate like, hmm, do I really want to have that today? Do I not want to feel good today? Maybe like one day or two days, but I think that it's okay to set a boundary to say like, okay, without the... (laughs) without the notion of scarcity and restriction, you know, so it's not like, oh, I'm going to have this now. So I'm going to restrict tomorrow. It's like, no, I actually just want to feel great. And if you can have it in a quantity every day that makes you feel good, then that's fine. But I think that you need to evaluate if it's worth it for you to continue eating this stuff. For example, on Christmas, my mom makes typical Cuban Nochebuena foods, which is Christmas Eve, the 24th. She makes yuca. She makes like this sun-dried tomato dip, which is on my website. Uh, It has cream cheese and pesto. She makes black beans and rice and all these amazing things. And I used to wake up on Christmas morning, and it's heavy. And I used to wake up on Christmas morning, and I used to serve myself just this huge plate of all that stuff. And in the last couple of years, I haven't had that. I've had my normal breakfast because my immediate family or the four of us, now I have my husband, but the four of us, my parents and my sister and I have a tradition on Christmas morning that all of us sit around the tree and we open gifts together. And like, I want to feel alert and good during that time. So in the last couple of years, once I started implementing these strategies, I just haven't felt the need to want to eat what I used to eat and kind of gorge on it, you know, beginning in the morning time. It's like, okay, I'm going to have that meal. And then like for lunch, I'm going to have all the desserts and I'm going to go to my uncle's house and I have this huge Christmas dinner. But in actuality, I, again, have just my normal breakfast, like my yogurt and fruits, because I want to feel good during that time. I don't want to feel heavy all day. And I think once we start paying attention to our bodies, we can, it's easier for us to evaluate what's worth it and whether we want to continue to eat these heavy foods forever or throughout the entire holiday season because you're probably not going to feel that great if you do. 
if you do feel good eating them, then that's great. But I'm talking to the people who maybe struggle with this. So I think it's okay to set boundaries. I think it's okay to say, okay, on Thanksgiving, maybe the day after too, like I'm going to give myself a little leeway. But without that scarcity mindset, not going overboard, then come in and say, okay, but I'm going to resume my normal way of eating because I want to feel good. The last thing that I want to say is I want you to speak up and I want you to set boundaries with the people in your family or your friends or whoever you spend the holidays with who sort of coax you or make you feel bad or give you a guilt trip for like either not eating the foods that they serve or force you to eat bigger quantities that you want to eat or force you to have alcohol. I just want you to be able to speak up and say something. I have to do this every single year because I've been gluten-free for six years and many of my favorite foods around holiday time have gluten in them. Like my aunt's stuffing, I can't eat anymore. And even though I love it and it's amazing, that recipe is also on my website. Uh, I think it's the Orso and mushroom stuffing. But, you know, at the beginning it was like, oh, why aren't you eating it? Come on, just have a little bit. It's Thanksgiving. And I would have to tell my family, like, I just literally can't eat that. Like, I'm going to not feel great for days if I do. So it's just not worth it for me. And I think that you can be kind and firm at the same time and very polite. So a good thing that you can say to a family member is saying, you know, if somebody's like pushing food on you or to eat more or for you to eat something that isn't going to make you feel awesome, I think that you can just be real with them and you can say, hey, Susie, Susie's just my like generic name that I use. <laughs> hey, Susie, I really appreciate your, you know, concern for me eating a certain thing, but if I can be real with you, like the food just really doesn't make me feel awesome. So I'm going to skip out on it today. It has nothing to do with how much love I have for you or anything. It just physically doesn't make me feel awesome. If you want to give an explanation, I think that's short and sweet and that's good. I wouldn't overly explain yourself and you have to let go of what that other person is going to think. They might think like, oh, wow, who are they to like say something like this to me? But I think that it's okay for you to speak up. And I think that if you haven't done it before, then this would maybe be a good time for you to practice. But I've had to do a lot of it throughout the years and I'm just very firm now and, but still very polite and kind, like I said. And I think that you can literally say like, no, thank you. And, or yes, please. I mean, this isn't a yes, please, because we're trying to say no here, but you can say no, thank you. Or you can be short and sweet and say the thing that I said before. You don't have to overly explain yourself. People are going to get over it probably in a moment. And at the same time, nobody is really paying as much attention as you think they are. So when I first started like going through my own dietary changes like five or six years ago, and I also wasn't drinking alcohol, I would literally show up places and be like, you guys, we're not drinking. Okay. So like this is what's going on. And that just brought a lot more attention and like unwanted attention. And I thought like I wasn't comfortable with it yet. So therefore I had to speak it before somebody noticed it in me, but nobody notices, nobody cares. Um, and that's a lesson that I've had to learn. So I don't want you to be afraid to speak up and say, Hey, actually I'm going to choose to eat this stuff and not eat the other stuff because I want to feel good and know that, you know, I think, you know, it's just really, really, really hard. And I think that you can find strength throughout this process. 
and you can really find so many amazing opportunities to practice. So I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. Let me know if you want any more strategies or if you wanted me to talk any, you know, about anything else around this subject, because I can even share it on Instagram. But thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. And we've got some amazing guests coming. I interviewed my friend Shantae from the Movement Maestro on Instagram, and she is amazing. And her episode is going to be coming out in the next few weeks. And we are also going to have some other interviews as well, plus the business content that's going to be coming in December. But as always, if you want to see anything on the show or want me to talk about anything, please DM me on Instagram and let me know. Or you can send me an email. I'm also going to be doing a call for questions because we have the 100th episode like in two weeks, which is crazy. So I'm going to do a special Ask Me Anything during that episode. But I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If these episodes resonate with you, it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.